Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. It's time for the Newsmax Daily from Newsmax, America's fastest-growing cable news channel. Now, now, here's your host, Rob Carson. You're listening to the best of the Rob Carson Show. Highlights of Rob's best interviews, commentary, and comedy. It's tough right now. It's tough to uh, pay the bills. It's tough to fill the car with gas. And it's all uh, self-inflicted by this horrible, horrible administration. Policy failures will be responsible for tens of thousands of families getting stranded at airports, paying exorbitant gas prices, and encountering grocery store shortages. Americans face the most expensive Thanksgiving on record this year. And travel is going to be bad. Millions of passengers travel by plane to see family on Thanksgiving. We're driving, actually, myself to lovely Springfield, Missouri. Uh, They are expecting a severe lack of workers with the TSA. In June, the agency warned of serious staffing shortages. And uh, the situation was so bad that the TSA office employees were asked to volunteer at airports for up to 45 days. This uh, and the timing of Joe Biden's November 22nd vaccine mandate for federal employees just three days before Thanksgiving could not be worse. As of October, only 60% of TSA workers were employed. So... The one thing that I've learned the last couple of days in observing uh, the Biden administration is that they really uh, they are intentionally driving up the price of, of fuel. OK. And with regard to the rest of the economy, they have no freaking clue whatsoever. Here is the president at the port in Baltimore yesterday explaining to us the supply chain like we're first graders. In simple terms, supply chain is just the journey that a product takes to get to your doorstep. Raw materials, plus labor, assembly, shipping, everything it takes to create the finished product. These supplies. Yeah, see, the end of the supply chain is actually when the uh, the ships are at the ports, and the goods are in there, and and some of these goods are actually rotting in container ships. You see, okay, so uh, they're right there. So if all of a sudden you got COVID crisis in Brazil. You can't get the product, maybe, because the Well, how did we get it in the containers that are sitting offshore that we can't unload because of uh, California's restrictive laws with regard to trucking, among other things? Yeah. Uh, here's a little bit more on the, uh, the, the president on uh, the, uh, the supply chain, chain, chain. Last week, the number of, of, of container ships in the docks for more than nine days fell by over 20%. And now we're announcing steps to improve ports in the East Coast. Remember what Ronald Reagan said? He said, uh, the worst thing you could he- possibly hear is someone say, I'm, uh, I'm from the federal government and I'm here to help. To provide support for the Port of Savannah, the fourth largest container port in the country, to help reduce congestion. How about just let the private sector do it? President Doofy. With our help, they now have the funds they need to set up five new inland port sites Federal money always takes care of everything, doesn't it? <laughs> doesn't, doesn't federal money always take care of anything? Everything? No, not really. <laughs> no, no, not really. No, not really. Yeah, yeah. 
here is a Representative Barry Loudermilk explaining why really people are not going back into the workforce, and this would be the real reason. Look, for months, the Democrats proposed paying people to stay at home and not go to work. That's what created this crisis. And now with the Build Back Better plan, they're even uh, promising more and more government handouts, which is causing people to slowly return to the workforce. The Treasury Department just came out and said that these vaccine mandates are a contributing factor to our employment crisis. This is the Build Back Better plan that is causing all of these problems. It's paying people to stay at home Build back BS. and not go to work, promising people that they'll get more stimulus from the government. They can live off the government. And by the way, if you don't do exactly as the, gov That's the goal. government tells you to do, then we're going to force your employer to fire you. Or okay, now listen to this here. This is what I've said about federal money and strings. Okay. They'll get more stimulus from the government. They can live off the government. And by the way, if you don't do exactly as the government tells you to do, yep. then we're going to force your employer to fire you or you're going to have to leave your job. Now, the uh, tone-deaf Commerce Secretary yesterday said of all of the things that the Biden administration is doing that are causing prices to spiral out of control, particularly fuel prices, uh, yesterday the Commerce Secretary said that uh, uh, Joe Biden should continue, should continue what he is doing. Here is the uh, Congressman Loudermilk talking about that. If you were still governor of Rhode Island, I understand you're not, would you be this is her, by the way. hoping or asking for the president to open up the Strategic Petroleum Reserve? Again, I think it's premature to say. What I would be saying to the president is I would, I would just ask him to keep doing what he's doing. <laughs> Congressman, keep doing what he's doing. That's my friend Grant Stinchfield on Newsmax, by the way. He's sinking this nation. Absolutely. And you know who the largest producer of oil in the world is? It's not any OPEC nation. It's that would be us. United States of America. Yeah, yeah. Five years ago, Congress did something that gave America control of worldwide oil prices. We ended the 40-year ban on exporting U.S. oil. Yep. Within weeks, we were exporting, and again, we regained our status as the world's largest producer of oil, and the United States of America was now in control of the world oil prices. President Biden gave that away. Yeah. For five years, no one talked about OPEC, and nope. now he's crawling to OPEC wow. when we have the resources if we could yeah. just get the I think Democrats have there's some sort of kinky fixation with being abused by OPEC. One of the few Republicans to have cojones. Her name is Marjorie Taylor Greene, and she joins me on the phone. Hello, Marjorie. Good to, good to talk to you again. It's been a while. How are things with you? Hi, good afternoon. I'm doing well. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm gonna do a I'm gonna do a theme song for you. Who's down with MTG? Yeah, you know me. Every time I hear your voice I think that. I'm gonna create that for you, okay? <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> That's fantastic. Hey. I love it. Who's down with MTG? Yeah, do you know me? I like that. I think it'll work. Uh so uh Marge. Yeah, Marjorie, let me ask you this. Uh, right now in the country, Adele has been knocked off the Apple charts by two African-American men, hip-hop artists, with songs, Let's Go Brandon, which, of course, stands for F. Joe Biden. I think this is gigantic because traditionally Democrats have always owned the black vote. They've always used the people of color until the election, and then the day after the election, they leave some money on the dresser and forget about it. I think this is a big deal, and I know that you had a crowd the other night, and they were they were chanting, let's go, Brandon. What are your thoughts on that? 
Oh, I think that is fantastic. Yes, Democrats have always uh, kind of owned pop culture, right? And, of course, they've used and abused um, the black American uh, demographic and communities all over America. And so it's, it's hilarious that they have not to bell down off of those off of the charts uh, with their Let's Go Brandon song. I have to tell you, I, I was in Connecticut, and this is amazing. I was in Connecticut, blue Democrat Connecticut, this past weekend, and I spoke at a rally. The police officers told me they had counted over 3,000 cars parked, just 3,000 cars parked. So you know it was far more than 3,000 people. And they were all there fired up for America First, uh, completely fired up for a red wave going into 2022 because they cannot stand what Joe Biden is doing to our country. And it was so much fun. They were chanting, let's go, Brandon, and um, (laughs) so many other great chants. And I just, I was blown away. I was like, wow, this is Connecticut. I didn't even know there were Republican voters here. Yeah, and then yesterday in New York, in Brooklyn, did you see the 20-plus thousand people? I mean, these are people of all colors, of all political ideologies coming together to say no to a vaccine mandate that is unconstitutional. America's finally catching up, and that that gives me hope. Me too. Me too. And I tell you, um, you know, I've been in Congress now uh, what feels like 50 years. I feel like I've been here as long as as Nancy Pelosi, but it's only been just over just over nine months. And in the beginning here, I thought, I I don't know if our country is going to survive this. But I've been so encouraged by these people that they're willing to just lay it all on the line. Um, Like you're talking about the people in New York that are that are just walking out of these vaccine mandates and protesting in the streets by the Southwest pilots that said, look, we're not going to fly one single plane unless you back off of us with these vaccine mandates. By the moms and dads that are storming their school boards and saying, we aren't going to allow you to teach our children to be racist and force our kids to wear masks anymore. And and simply by people all over America um, who are willing to say, you know, we, we didn't like President Trump, but now we realize that we voted wrong when we voted for Joe Biden and the Democrats are truly destroying our country. And so I think things are turning around and America no longer wants to live through this dumpster fire that Joe Biden has put us in. And we're ready to start turning things around and and getting back on track and, and, and actually hopefully voting for people that will care about the American charter and tax dollars and vote for leaders that are going to just be very careful with their money and spend it on America first. Yeah, and I'm going to tell you, I've been impacted by it. I'm not a wealthy individual, uh, upper middle class. Uh, I put $54 into my gas tank the other day. It used to cost 32 uh, I went to Walmart to get my favorite ribeyes. You get three-pack of ribeyes. I used to get it for $24. It's $45 now. And so steak is off the menu at the, uh, at the Carson household, and it looks like things are going to get ugly. What are you hearing about inflation and how it's hurting the American people? Oh, it's it's hurting them so badly right now. But to be honest with you, I fear it's going to get a lot worse. Yeah. You know, this this critical supply chain crisis that we're facing right now, there's no end in sight. And I'll, I'll tell you what I, I really worry about. You know, I live out in rural uh, northwest Georgia where we yeah. have farmer's markets. And, and if we're worried about maybe the price of a steak in the grocery store, well, lucky for us, we can go hunting. I know I've got plenty of venison in the freezer and you know we can solve these issues you know where we live but i truly am concerned about people that live in cities 
uh, especially going into winter where there's not going to be farmer's markets where you can swing by and, and buy some fresh produce. Uh, there, we really have to rely, you know, if you're in a city, you rely on what's on the grocery store shelves, and there's already shortages. And we have truck driver, we have a truck driver shortage in this country. We've had a truck driver shortage for years now, but now it's becoming much, much worse. Um, we're looking at situations where we may not be able to get supplies. Think about think about this one. So if you're a parent and you have little kids, you know how fast their feet grow. Well, if we're not able to get shoes as quickly as we need them, you know, we're possibly looking at situations where we can't find shoes that uh, fit our kids' feet as they're growing. And that's where you're going to see people having to buy things from the thrift stores and, and the five and dime stores, uh, which is, is, is not a bad thing. But it just, you can't imagine in America having a shortage of supplies. And this is unforgivable. This is the Democrats' fault. And it shouldn't be this way. Uh, I think this is a wake-up call for America also to bring our jobs back home. Look, we're good at making things. We're an incredible country. We're innovative. And I would love to see small-town America thriving again with manufacturing and small businesses and, and all kinds of services just as much as I would like to see us go back to energy independence like we were just a year ago. There's no need for Biden to be begging OPEC to drill for more oil when we can do all these things right here at home. Well, that is an insult, and, and it's very interesting. Uh, they have a very circuitous way to go around the problem that they created and then act like they have no idea how to fix it. The border is a simple fix. Stay in Mexico, build the wall, uh, put more people on the border. The energy crisis is easy to fix. Allow American ingenuity, allow drilling, allow fracking, let the Keystone XL pipeline happen. These are problems that they created, and now they're, they're walking around the solution like they have no clue. And that would, that's what makes me say they're doing this on purpose. They've always wanted us to consume less, and they've always wanted things like gas to cost more. What do you think? Oh, I think you're right, and I can tell why so many people listen to your show, because you're preaching the truth. And Democrats could solve all of these problems so easily because the solutions are so simple, just like you described. But the truth is the Democrat Party is not that Democrat Party that maybe people's parents voted for or grandparents voted for. There is a true change, and I see it in the bills that I read um, constantly here in Congress and, and how the bills I have to vote for or against, and also just listening to their words. The Democrat Party is truly a communist party. You see, we've, we've been calling them socialists for a while now, but really they are communists. And what communists do is they take socialist programs, but they use the government to force it to happen. And, I mean, it's easy, easy to see with them forcing vaccine mandates through companies, right? They should not be able to force anything through a company onto their employees. Uh, but what we're seeing with the wide open border down there is a national security crisis like we've never seen before. And then they want government to be the solution where they just give amnesty for all and make the American taxpayers pay for all these new people that they just allow into into America that don't belong here. And and so I think the best thing that we can all do is is we need to come together and, and stop dividing by Republican and Democrat and the identity that we're used to these parties being. And we need to recognize that the Democrat elected leaders are communists. 
and everything they're trying to do is going to radically transform, change America, and destroy America, at least the America that we know. And we need to reject them, and we need to do it boldly. We need to use courage, um, and we just have to work hard together because I can tell you right now, I never want to see violence in America. I never want to see riots like we saw in 2020. I didn't like the riot on January 6th, and I don't think violence solves problems. But I think the, the, all the power totally belongs with the American people. At least right now, we're still in a time where the American people have the power. And I just really want them to use their voice and use their votes to make the government for the people and by the people once again and, and help elect leaders that will put their tax dollars first and, and American people's interests first. And hopefully Donald Trump in the White House again and wholesale firing on all government agencies uh, from the top down of the IRS and the FBI, the criminal justice system. I could go on and on and on. Uh, it's a joke. Real quick, and I know you've suffered a lot of slings and arrows uh, becoming a public figure and taking a, a strong stand on a variety of issues. Uh, most recently, we hear now that the FBI made an arrest nine months after a credible threat against Matt Gates. Matt has been on the Dump with you. There's also someone I understand also still out there who has made credible threats against Matt Gates. Um, have you had a chance to talk to Matt about this? And and have you experienced this sort of the treatment from radical leftists in the country? Oh, absolutely. Uh, as a matter of fact, I just talked with Matt Gates about this 20 minutes ago when we were sitting on the House floor together. Um, he's one of my strongest allies in Congress, and I'm really grateful for him. That what, what he has had to go through uh, since the Democrats have taken control is unbelievable to me. I mean, this is this is a true targeting and smear campaign uh, by the Department of Justice, by the Democrats, and by the media. But, but people need to realize that it's people like Matt Getz and myself. Our lives are in danger. Uh, we are constantly under threat by radical people that hate us so much they, they want to kill us. And the reason why they hate us and want to kill us is because of the things that the media tells them in the news, which are complete lies. Uh, and I'm really grateful that he's safe and they just arrested this, what, like, this is CNN, right? This guy yeah, that works yeah. for CNN and other, um, other, yeah. And then there's still people out there that are trying to get them. Um, two nights this week, uh, Monday night and Tuesday night, I was harassed at two different restaurants, which is, unbelievable to me wow. called terrible names by people outside of the restaurant um yelling at me onto a, a patio while a woman sitting at a table was cheering them on um while this person was hurling terrible insults calling me the c-word and wow. i just couldn't believe it i'm like wow this is a woman cheering on another woman being harassed and called terrible names but this is who the left is they they really are uh the the party of violence they're the party that, that believes in strong-arming Americans and, and other leaders like myself and, and Matt and, and many others uh, using these terrorist-type, you know, threats yeah, and threats yeah. against our lives to try to, to try to scare us into submission. But the good news is we refuse. We yeah. absolutely refuse because we know what we're up against uh, here in Congress and we understand what America is up against so i'm grateful to be allied with him and and many others here that are unwilling to back down and and i love talking with people like you who have incredible shows that that are just willing to say the truth and and say we we could care less what these people threaten us with 
We are going to continue to stand uh, for what's right, continue to put one foot in front of the other and do the right thing because we know we know how precious our freedom is and what a great country we have. Well, we're, we're going to win, and I'll just tell you that I am praying for your safety. All right, Godspeed, and uh, best of luck to you, Marjorie Taylor Green. We appreciate you joining me on the show. Thank you. God bless you. Have a great day. You're listening to the best of the Rob Carson Show. Happy Holidays. Things have changed since the Sony Walkman. Remember that back in the 80s and you'd put the headphones over your ears and you'd go out and you'd walk around everything and, you you know, the, the, the battery in your Walkman would last a couple hours. Well, now there are earbuds and lots and lots of them out there. Raycon wireless earbuds are exceptional. Why? Well, because they have a 32-hour battery life, so you can listen to what you want, when you want for a really long time, like this podcast. Yeah? Sometimes you need some upbeat music to pump you up. Maybe you need something to kind of meditate, clear your head. Kids are making noise in the background. Raycon started half the price of other premium audio brands, but they sound just as good. And Raycon's come with a 45-day happiness guarantee. So you really can't lose. Give them a try, and you will see what I mean. I promise you. Check this out. Go to buyraycon.com slash Newsmax and get 15% off your Raycon order, okay? Buyraycon.com slash Newsmax to save 15% on Raycons. Again, buyraycon.com slash Newsmax. Uh, there were a group of women who were white liberal women who lived in cul-de-sacs who were willing to step up and be offended for everyone. I didn't. I called them the Dawn Patrol. That's what I called them, the Dawn Patrol. And like, for instance, you'd hear things like, uh, I really just uh, don't like that mascot, for, you know, for whatever. And, and you'd say, well, okay, you don't like the Native American mascot. Are you, uh, are you a Native American? No, but I know somebody who is. And I got a lot of that. And they were willing to step forward and being uh, offended for somebody else and shut down speech for somebody else, even though that group never called because they were offended. All right. So there you go. So white liberals more likely to have mental health problems. <laughs> This is funny. According to uh, uh, Washington Free Beacon Pew study, Pew, 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 Pew. Uh, notes uh, that were published last year only gained attention in a recent article showed that white liberals of all ages are more likely to be diagnosed with mental health condition than moderates or conservatives, with the disparity particularly pronounced among those 18 to 29. This according to EV magazine. Among white liberals, 46, listen to this, 46%. Report being diagnosed with a mental health condition, a rate much higher than white moderates, 26, and white conservatives, 21. Broken down by ideological identification to an even greater extent, young white people who identified as very liberal were almost a one and a half times more likely to report mental health problems than those who identified merely as liberal. These are Karens, people. These are Karens. The study also showed that one young white females who identified as liberal or very liberal were by significant margins the most likely to report a mental health diagnosis. It's 56% compared to 28% of young moderate women, 27% of conservative. Now, here, here's a quote. This is, um, I didn't write this thread to mock the white liberals or their apparently disproportionate rates of mental illness. This according to Zach Goldberg, the doctoral candidate who consolidated the study's information in a series of visuals and posted them to Twitter. Rather, this is a question that's underexplored and which may shed light on additional differences toward various uh, social policies. In examining Goldberg's thread, EV Magazine's Elizabeth Condra argued that building resilience against hardship is the best weapon against depression or anxiety. Listen to this. Yet progressive ideology forces its followers to wallow in feelings of helplessness and victimhood. 
instead of empowering women and minorities with self-knowledge, strength of character, and resilience to hardship. Progressivism encourages victims to stay in a place of fear and helplessness. Condra stressed that white individuals are usually at the forefront of these movements, whether or not they are the group being adversely affected. But observe that white guilt and savior narratives are pretty much as bad as any genuinely racist agenda because it robs the very group they're trying to help of their own voice. Black people can't get IDs, you see. Black people can't get IDs. What are you trying to do? You're ushering this vote uh, fraud uh, reform bill? Black people can't get IDs. Joe Biden yesterday said that black business owners, the reason why they, you know, they're not as successful is because they can't get lawyers. Profoundly racist and insulting the president of the United States. Unbelievable. And here's some examples of, uh, of liberal uh, white women going insane. Here's one who did a freak out in her car because uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg died before the election. Holy you guys, I'm driving your car, but I just got a notification that Ruth Bader Ginsburg died. Whoa, boy. Could this year get any worse? Oh, boy. Ruth, you just had to make it to 2021. What a world, what a world, what a world. Oh, my beautifulness, I'm melting. Oh, wow. Yesterday, uh, Morgan Ortega's uh, guest host on The View, who may not be invited back, I got to tell you, I was very impressed with how knowledgeable she was and how she took on Adam Schiff, the pencil neck Pez dispenser, who's uh, promoting a new book. Like, who would read his book? Inviting Russia to help him in the election, which they did for trying to coerce Ukraine into helping him in the next election. That didn't happen, actually. Uh, but Joe Biden did pressure the Ukrainian government to uh, end the investigation of his son uh, into Burisma by taking away, threatening to take away $1 billion from them. Which he did. Uh, no, he didn't. That's a lie. Uh, that was a, a lie. You, you claimed that a phone call between the Ukrainian president and uh, Donald Trump was, uh, was a, an impeachable offense, and it fell through. Into inciting an erection, uh, insurrection, which he did. He incited a what? Excuse me? Excuse me? Um, none of that is undercut. None of that serious misconduct is in any way diminished. Oh, get ready for a mic drop. Get ready for a mic drop! By the fact that people lied to Christopher Steele. No, I think just your credibility is. <laughs> Let's listen to that again. Insurrection, which he did. Um, none of that is undercut. None of that serious misconduct is in any way diminished by the fact that people lied to Christopher Steele. No, I think just your credibility is. Oh, that is no. just. I think the credibility of your question, credibility of your question uh, isn't out. Yeah, nice try. Nice, nice try to rec- recover there. Right, nice try to recover. <laughs> I, uh, I want to welcome Jim Jordan, uh, Ohio House representative and author of the upcoming book, Do What You Said You Would Do, Fighting for Freedom in the Swamp. Jim, I, I am, uh, or Congressman, I should say, I am a barbecue expert. I have competed in the World Series of Barbecue, but nobody can grill like you. <laughs> you do a great job in some of these sessions. Uh, I feel like you almost kind of... Uh, well, you, first of all, you do amazing prep when you are grilling people before um, uh, Congress, but uh, you, you, you seem to enjoy uh, getting the reaction you get and getting the information well, you get. Well, I mean, 
I actually look at it like my job as a, as a guy who's on the oversight committee and then also on the judiciary committee is if I think there's someone on the witness stand who hasn't been, frankly, hasn't been square with the American people, my job is to to point that out and do it in a compelling way. And so we have we have really good staff who help us prepare, and we, we try to get ready for those. And that's an important part of your job, the oversight function. And, and the committees I've been assigned to and had the pleasure of and privilege of serving on in Congress are – they just seem to be always the, the committees where we deal with these investigations. And so we actually talk a lot about that. I, I write a lot about that in the book. Um, you know, every big investigation, the IRS investigation, the Benghazi Select Committee investigation, um, and, of course, the impeachment. And so I, I, write, um, I write a great deal about that. And I think your, your listeners will enjoy getting a uh, – I think they'll enjoy the read. It takes them behind the scenes and shows them what some of the stuff's about. Let me uh, ask you this. Do you feel the rage uh, that's going on in the country right now? Do you feel the, I won't say helplessness, we're not helplessness. I, I think people are looking for answers. They're looking for a way yep. to stop yep. stop this nonsense. For instance, 13 Republicans voting for this infrastructure deal. Yeah. Do, you, do you realize, do you realize what that meant to America? Do you feel what's going on, Jim, and what can we do yeah, about I this? Do. I do. This a couple months ago, I was in a small group meeting in our, in our district. I mean, I travel a lot. I hear it around the country as well, but... But this was actually in, in the 4th District of Ohio, and there was a lady, she was probably in her 70s, and she almost got tears in her eyes as she was just talking about what we all see and feel happening to our, our country, the greatest nation ever. And, and, but it was also, there was a determination, there was a sadness, but a determination like, we're not going to let this happen. And, and that's what I really began to, I've begun to feel, is people saying, we're not going to let the leftists ruin this country. And they certainly are trying. I mean, everything they've done in the 10 months that they've controlled all the federal government has been bad, been bad for, for families, bad for the country, bad for the economy, you name it. Um, but we're not going to let them. And I think you're seeing more and more people stay. And it started with parents. It started with moms and dads a week ago in, in, uh, in Virginia uh, saying, no, no, no. When, 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 when you've got a party that says government's more important than moms and dads, uh, that doesn't sell too well. And we saw the results. So I think you're seeing that pushback. And that is a, a good and healthy thing. Uh, Congressman, here's the thing. We, we, we came off a high with what happened on, on Tuesday yeah. uh, around the country. Then, then, no, uh, 13 House representatives, uh, members do that. And, and we, you know what? We never know what to expect. We never know what to expect from Mitch McConnell. Half the time, we never yeah. know what to expect for, from, uh, from uh, McCarthy. What, what's going on? Why can't we have a unifying front on all of these things? Yeah. Yeah. Why can't we do what we said we would do? Why can't we? You know, I always say we make this job too complicated. What you tell the voters you were going to do when you put your name on a ballot and you ran for office, if they choose to elect you and give you the privilege of serving them, only about 12,000 people in the history of this country have had the opportunity to go serve in the United States Congress. Then go do what you said. And literally a few days after the people in Virginia spoke up so loudly, so clearly and so courageously, then to have us help the Democrats passed this bill that we all know is part of a package. I mean, they told us it was Joe Biden said it's their package. They're combined. They're, they're working together, these two pieces of legislation, the second one coming, which is going to be even worse than the one that passed last week. Uh, to have Republicans support it just made absolutely no sense. I was, I mean, what are Republicans going to do about the next one? Yeah, well, we're all going to be no on the next one. But the problem is all them are going to be all the Democrats in the House are probably going to be yes. And then it's going to come down to Joe Manson and uh, Senator Manchin and Senator Cinema. Let's hope they hold firm and don't pass it, because if you want to exacerbate the already bad energy situation in our country, pass this next bill. If you want to, if you want to uh, you know, p- increase taxes, because and, and it, it's not just the crazy spending, it's the policy in these things. I, I mean, I told, a, I told someone the other day, think about the Democrats' economic plan. It's basically lock down the economy, spend like crazy, 
pay people not to work. And oh, by the way, for all of you who have been working, we're now going to raise your tax. Such a deal. And oh, to add insult to injury, we're going to pay people $450,000 who illegally came into our country. Such a deal. So that's how crazy these people are. So yeah, let's let's Congressman, hold Manchin and send him a whole firm. Congressman, I, I don't know much, how many more indignities the American people could suffer. I, I honestly don't. I, I, I mean, the, 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 the Afghan pullout, your God in heaven, do you know how yeah. many people, how many gold star families, how many profoundly yeah. injured mentally and physically veterans, two or three generations who served over it, do you realize what that has meant? And, and we keep getting these indignities handed to us. I mean, yeah. I know you're, you're here to talk, and I, I, I want to read your book, Do What You Said You Would Do, Fighting for Freedom in the Swamp. But I'm telling you, buddy, yeah. I just think we're at a breaking point. No, people have had it. And one of those 13 individuals who gave their life for our country over there was from the 4th District of Ohio, which I've had the privilege of representing now for over 15 years. And, and you just, I didn't know this young man, but I could just tell, as soon as I saw his name, I said, this, this, and I saw the school he was from. I said, I bet this kid wrestled. Wrestling's my background. And sure enough, he was. He's a good family, good, good young man. And, um, yeah, what, what, what Joe Biden did there, what they've done on everything, it's, but I'll tell you what, you can name all the bad policies, but I'll tell you what scares me most. It's, it's, it's not even the border crisis. It's not what they're doing economically. It's not these crazy spending packages. It's, it's not the inflation. All those things are terrible, and, they, and they've screwed all that up. But what scares me the most is what they are doing to the First Amendment. You think about over the last year, Rob, every single right we enjoy under the First Amendment has been assaulted by the left, and they just keep coming with this mandate and everything else. They just keep coming. That, to me, is what is the most frightening thing, because that's the fundamentals. And if, and if you take those away, then it's, you can't – we can always recover from the crazy things they're doing on, on taxes and spending and all this. But if they take away the First Amendment, and you can't speak, yes. and you're not allowed to speak, and you're not allowed to yeah. practice your faith, and you're not allowed to assemble and petition your government, that is frightening, and that's where they're taking us. It is, and, and I've said this for the first time in my lifetime, uh, an opposing view has been verboten. It's called misinformation yeah. or disinformation, which, by the way, disinformation is a term coined by Joseph Stalin in 1923. They're very mm -hmm. nakedly obvious about their politics. Uh, real quick, and you alluded to this last night, I think you were on Fox, gas prices intentionally, intentionally being being raised. Do you believe yeah. that, and how high do you think it's going to go? Well, you can't help but believe it. Last week in the committee hearing, a Democrat member of Congress from California, Ro Khanna, was, was badgering and pestering and pressuring the CEOs of the oil and gas companies, Exxon, Mobil, Shell, or Chevron, and, and BP, excuse me, uh, and he was saying, will you pledge to, increase, or to decrease production? And I'm like, are you kidding me? So you want American companies to decrease production at the same time the president of the United States is asking and begging OPEC to increase production. I said to him, I go, what do you want, man? Do you want $8 gasoline for American families? So it has to be intentional. When you have that crazy of, a, of approach to things, like the border, what's happening at our border has to be intentional. There's no yes, other way a rational, logical person could think about this that you guys are intentionally just getting rid of the border. You're intentionally driving up the cost of energy. You're intentionally doing harmful things to the country. At least that's what a logical person has to conclude.
We are living a tale of two cities. We have uh, yeah. us, we are the proletariat, Washington, D.C., uh, and I'm not saying you personally, sir, but people like Nancy Pelosi, people like Mitch McConnell, they ride around in uh, motorcades and they expect us to drive crappy electric cars. They fly on private jets and expect us to fly coach. Uh, they live in multiple mansions. Joe Biden and Bernie Sanders have never produced anything or made anything in their lives. They each own homes. Joe Biden, three homes in excess of $10 million, and they expect us to live in uh, tiny houses. Uh, and yeah. now we have, and now we have a Bastille, my friend. Now we have a, best, a Bastille in Washington D.C. This is not going to end well for the ruling class. Do you understand what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah, no, it's it's frightening. The double standard is what you know. It's uh, it used to be the number one question I got. I, I you know, the, the people walk up to me in the airport. I'd be traveling or something. They, they, someone, when is someone going to jail? Because they're tired of. This yeah. double standard where, where Lois Lerner and Andy McCabe and Jim Comey and, and all these people can get away. Clinton can get away with all the stuff they get away. But the, us regular people, we would never be able to do the, the, those, those type of things. And then, of course, when it came to COVID, we saw the double standard, I mean, uh, every day. It was, yeah. it was always these, these mayors, particularly in California and New York, who said, you've got to do this. But, oh, by the way, I'm going to go to the five-star restaurant while you can't have Thanksgiving with your family. And I'm going to go there and not wear a mask. Uh, this is Gavin Newsom. So yeah, th- that drives Americans crazy because it's – in this great country, it's supposed to be equal treatment under the law. And it is we're, – we're not seeing that, and that is so wrong and so frustrating. I'm hopeful that – you know, the good news is I'm hopeful John Durham is going to begin to, 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 to change that a little bit. Uh, we'll have to wait and see on that as well. Yeah, that is uh, that is interesting, and it, it appears, and I never know what to expect with the investigation. Right now, we've got uh, what four people indicted. It sounds like they're knocking on the door. Uh, yesterday, did you see um, uh, Adam Schiff get grilled on the View? Yeah, I did, and, and, <laughs> and deservedly so. I mean, he was telling us he was holding up the envelope, telling us that this that there are more than circumstantial evidence that President Trump colluded. But like, no, there wasn't. There wasn't even circumstance. There was no evidence. You guys made it up. And now, with with the latest indictment on this Sanchenko, um, you read through that thirty-some page indictment. It, it it is it is pretty telling that this went right to the Clintons. Started with the Clinton campaign team, and it was all all these different routes they went to to feed the FBI false information. And I'm convinced. I'm convinced. Maybe I'm wrong, but the FBI had to know. Of course they, they had did. To know. One of the guys who got indicted was Zussman a couple months ago. Zussman was with Perkins Coie, the law firm, the Clinton law firm. He did. He forgot the middleman. He just said, "Forget going to Christopher Steele and Fusion GPS. I'm just going to go straight to the FBI." He walked right in and met with not just anyone at the FBI, but Jim Baker, the chief counsel. And he hands him false information that was part of this whole start to this Russia collusion narrative that was such baloney clear back in 2016 and 2017. Jim Jordan, um, if Donald Trump makes it back in office or a like-minded Republican makes it back in office, uh, do you uh, suppose, I hope that there's a purge? Uh, that happens yeah. in the FBI, in the DOJ, uh, you know, this this uh, A.G. Merrick Garland going after people after Joe Biden's direct uh, order yeah. after a letter. Yeah. Uh, do you suppose that there could be a purge, a true draining of the swamp? Yeah. And, and look, I think it is going to be President Trump, best president we've had in our lifetime. You talk about the title of, our, of, of my book. Yeah. Uh, no one did it. No one did more what they said they were doing than President Trump. I mean, no one. And he did it against amazing odds. He did it with every Democrat in that town against him, uh, every mainstream media person against him, uh, all the bureaucracy against him, and a bunch of Republicans against him. And he got more done than any president, certainly in our lifetime, maybe in the history of this country. So I want him to run again. I'm for him. I think he's going to. I think he's going to win. And when he does, to answer your question, when he does, yes, they're going to. He is committed to firing everyone he's allowed to fire 
and putting in people who actually will do what the people elected us to do. All right. Now, before we let you go, I, I do want to talk about your book. Uh, uh, this is, um, well, tell me exactly. It says, do what you said you'd do. Fight for our freedom in the swamp. You are exactly, you are exactly saying what the American people are saying. And, and I believe in my heart, because I've never seen you fail us. I believe that's what you're doing. I think so this is the last, that. I think we're witnessing the dying throes of the moist dream of the class of 1968. And they're going to throw everything at us to become that country they have dreamed about for 50 years. And we yeah. have got to stop it. Congressman Jim it. Jordan, thanks for joining me today. Godspeed. You Continue your work, my friend. You too. Thanks. Yep. God bless. Take care. Keep fighting. That's all I got to say. Keep fighting. Thank you for joining me today, guys. Please share this uh, podcast with other people. Just go to NewsmaxTV.com slash podcast for all of the digital platforms where it is available. If you would, please um, share that with other folks. Also, uh, this weekend, my TV show is on. Donald Trump thinks I'm the funniest person on television, although it's really hard to be funny lately. <laughs> it really is. God bless our first responders. God bless our military veterans and departed God bless our first responders. God bless you. Yeah, you too. You too. And until tomorrow, don't catch the stupid. Thanks for listening to the Newsmax Daily with Rob Carson. Check your cable guide or NewsmaxTV.com. Or watch free on YouTube, Roku, Apple, Pluto, Zumo, Amazon Fire, and your smart TV. Newsmax, America's fastest growing cable news channel. Check NewsmaxTV.com for details.